Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, second hour of the Circuit Friday Football Invitational Show, the Saturday Bet Prep Show here on VSIN tonight from the Circuit Sportsbook. And uh, Paul Stone joins us now. He's in the Invitational and he's been surging up to standings in uh, recent weeks. And uh, Paul, has been hot, and he's back in Las Vegas this weekend from his home in Texas, and he brought his wife, Abby, on this trip. Paul, what do you attribute to your success? What's the secret to your success here in recent weeks? I don't know. You know, there's so much randomness, as you know, Matt. Uh, I work hard all the time, and, you know, I didn't get off to a very good start this season on all fronts, so now it's starting to correct itself a little bit, and, uh, you know, I'm not – way up in the standings, but I, I think I'm kind of in the middle. So maybe uh, I'm in position if I can keep it going to uh, to make a run. But I'll tell you, the guys at the top, you know, they have been really steady, been consistent, and uh, really haven't come back to the field a whole lot. He's the host of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, which makes sense because uh, his name's Paul Stone. And you can follow him on Twitter at Paul Stone Sports. And if you look at the standings right now, Doug Kazarian at the top, he's – been the hottest handicapper in this field over the past uh, five or six weeks. Doug, 34, 20, and 1, 34 and a half points, followed by Chuck Edel, James Salinas, Chris Felica, Randy McKay, Jeff Whitelaw, and Paul Stone. That's your top seven right now. Joey Fortuna in eighth, and uh, the top eight will survive all the cuts and advance to the championship rounds. All right, Paul, before we jump in and uh, talk about your five plays in this contest. I want to ask you about a couple of the bigger games in college football. Derek Stevens 
asked, does Paul Stone think there are going to be weather issues in the Michigan-Ohio State game? I think a year ago when it was so cold and uh, I think snow flurries were in uh, Ann Arbor last year, a year ago it looked like the Ohio State Buckeyes didn't want to be on the field. I thought the, the weather really impacted the team, and they got beat up physically by the Michigan offensive line and Michigan running attack. I don't think weather is going to be a factor tomorrow like it was a year ago in that matchup. Uh, do you like Michigan at all here catching eight and a half at Ohio State, or are you too concerned here about Blake Corum, the star running back for the Wolverines, and how effective he can be off that left knee injury he suffered a week ago? Yeah, I mean, that's my main concern here. I, I think that's the biggest mystery, you know, obviously surrounding tomorrow's game uh, is the status of Corum, and he's a big part of their offense, uh, 1,450 yards, uh, 18 touchdowns. You know, I, I think most persons are predicting that Corum will play, but I wouldn't be totally surprised if he's, you know, if he's held out. Uh, I know Harbaugh said there's no structural damage, uh, but even if he plays, is he 80%? Is he 70%? He certainly won't be uh, at 100%. And his backup, Donovan Edwards, uh, who averages over six yards per carry, I think he's going to miss Saturday's contest. So if Corum doesn't play or is limited and Edwards is out, then they've got to rely on J.J. McCarthy uh, to win a big ball game. And I don't know if he can do that in the passing game. He's been serviceable, uh, but not sensational. On the other sideline, C.J. Stroud, one of the very best quarterbacks in all of college football. I don't have a heavy uh, lean here, but I do have a preference, at least a slight preference, toward Ohio State minus the points. Okay, how about Notre Dame catching the points at USC? This number's opened at six, dropped to four and a half here at Circus Sports. And I think you might give the Irish a little bit more of a fighting chance against uh, USC. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, I'm out here at the, the Circa each Sunday when the uh, worldwide college football openers are posted, and I did take Notre Dame plus six, uh, and I could still recommend the Irish at uh, plus four and a half. You know, USC's off a very emotional game. Uh, USC clearly has a great offense, but they clearly have uh, deficiencies defensively. And USC – They've only played one team from east of the Rockies to this point in the season, and that was against Rice and Notre Dame. You know, this is not one of their all-time great additions, but, uh, you know, they have lost to, to Marshall and Stanford. But when cast in that underdog role, they've covered all four times previously. They've won three of the four games when they were an underdog outright this season. Uh, I think Notre Dame gives USC – all that they can handle tomorrow night. I, I think I agree with you on that one, too. And uh, I did take the points with Notre Dame early in the week as well. How about Auburn, Alabama, the Iron Bowl? Auburn catching 22.5 with a total of 50.5, Paul. Yeah, I mean, you know, even in this, even though this is the Iron Bowl, I should say, and, and perhaps college football's most intense rivalry, you know, you have to wonder how much gas is left in Alabama's emotional tank. You know, they're used to playing for national championships. I think the Tide's playoff chances are slim at best. Uh, this does mark the fourth time in five years that Alabama's been favored by at least 20 points in this uh, storied rivalry. And last year, if you remember, they had to rally uh, after trailing 10 to nothing uh, to force overtime, eventually won the game in four overtimes, 24-22. Uh, you know, Auburn, they, they obviously have, have had their struggles this year, fired their coach, 
Brian Harson midseason. Uh, and other than, you know, I would say other than four touchdown plus losses to Penn State and Georgia, they've been pretty competitive in the majority of their losses. Uh, you know, I have a small position on Auburn. They're catching 22 points. My concern is the Tigers' lack of consistency in the passing game. You know, the fact Alabama, they run the, you know, the, they defend the run rather quite well, and uh, Auburn kind of leans on the run as far as their offensive, you know, mode of moving the ball. So small position on Auburn plus 22 uh, over Alabama tomorrow. Yeah, Auburn let the uh, Crimson Tide off the hook in that game a year ago. Should have beat uh, Alabama, but Bryce Young did a great job pulling that one out of the fire for the Tide too. All right, let's get Paul to some of your contest plays here, and I'm going to start with uh, another rivalry, Louisville-Kentucky. Under the total of 43, why do you think that game's going to be so low scoring? You know, again, injuries uh, play a role in my handicap here. Louisville's standout quarterback, Malik Cunningham, uh, he most recently injured his right shoulder uh, against Clemson a couple of weeks ago. He missed last week's game against NC State. Unclear if he's going to play tomorrow against Kentucky. And again, even if he does play, he'll probably be something less than 100%. But even if he plays and he's pretty effective, these teams are both outstanding defensively. You know, two of the better defenses in the country. I think Louisville's got a good chance to get to Kentucky quarterback Will Levis uh, maybe multiple times. You look at sack statistics in this game, Kentucky has allowed a whopping 41 sacks this year. Louisville has recorded 39 sacks. So I think they're going to get to Levis. Also, both teams play at a fairly slow tempo. Your average college football game today features 140, 141 plays a game. I think this one's going to total more like about 130. I think this is a low-scoring game in the Commonwealth Cup under 43. Yeah, I was on Kentucky a week ago, Paul, catching 22-and-a-half, and, a half, and uh, that offense was doing nothing. They were down 16-0 to Georgia, then all of a sudden made a stop at the one-yard line and went 99 yards the other way. Uh, to score in the final ended up being 16-6. to six. Uh, So I tend to agree with you here. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game as well. Louisville, Kentucky, under 43 for Paul Stone. Let's keep it in the SEC. You like Vandy catching 14 against uh, Tennessee, and it's obviously a Vols team with a beat-up defense and uh, without its starting quarterback, Hendon Hooker. Yeah, I mean, this is a game where I'm just assessing the handicap more from a situational prism. You know, the Tennessee, obviously, uh, they appeared to have a clear path to college football's 14 playoff. Um, all they had to do, and it wasn't obviously an easy task, but they just needed to defeat South Carolina last week on the road and Vanderbilt this week. And obviously, they lost last week. So their playoff hopes almost certainly extinguished. Uh, and, you know, it, I just think it's going to be tough for them to uh, to rebound. You know, the Gamecocks uh, boat raced them pretty good, 63 uh, 38, and they not only lost the game, obviously, but they lost their uh, star quarterback in Hendon Hooker. Uh, it's just, I think it's a tough uh, situation for them to, you know, to come back and go to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt off back to back Southeastern Conference wins over, Southeastern Conference wins rather over Kentucky and Florida, trying to win three conference games in a, in a row. The Commodores, they can play a little offense, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. 
needing to achieve bowl eligibility, needing a victory rather to achieve bowl eligibility. You know, Tennessee's hurting. Uh, they're hurting physically and emotionally. I think Vanderbilt uh, gets the money here, and this is a game that could feature rain uh, tomorrow night in Nashville. All right, Vandy plus 14, a couple big weeks for the Commodores uh, recently, and this is a huge game trying to catch Tennessee at the right time. All right, those are two of Paul Stone's plays. Paul, we got a minute and a half left for your best bet. I want to uh, hear why you like Kansas State laying 11 and a half against Kansas. Yeah, they've beaten, first of all, Kansas State's beaten and covered against Kansas the last three years. They've won uh, those games by an average of 32 points a game. Uh, the closest of those three was last year's 35-10 victory in Lawrence. So they've had the uh, the recent domination. You know, Kansas started the year uh, with guns a-blazing. You know, they cracked the top 25. They got off to a 5-0 and start. Um, but, you know, I think it's kind of caught up with them. Their defense has caught up with them. Uh, they've given up over 500 yards in each of their last two games, gave up 510 yards, 43 points to Texas Tech two weeks ago, and then gave up 539 yards and uh, 55 points to Texas last week. So I think Kansas State's excuse me, going to get after them. I made this line actually north of two touchdowns. I like Kansas State to win big. All right, that's Paul Stone. Follow him on Twitter, at Paul Stone Sports. And, uh, Paul, thanks a lot. Appreciate the time tonight and have a winning weekend. Right now you're 30, 24, and 1, 30 and a half points in this uh, Circuit Friday Football Invitational. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. All right, Dan Saley, another college football handicapping specialist, is on deck. Dan's going to be here for a little while to break down a bunch of games on the card. Stay tuned for that. Back here in a couple minutes. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, the VSIN Cyber Monday deal is on now. Sign up today, become a VSIN Pro subscriber. You will get a daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show host and guest. Betting splits, a deep dive daily betting report, plus our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl betting guides. New VSIN Pro annual subscribers get a $30 credit to the VSIN store where you can buy cool shirts like that one. Brent Musburger says cash and tickets is what it's all about. The VSIN store is a great place to shop for the holidays. VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Limited time Cyber Monday offer. Sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vsin.com slash subscribe. All right, back to the Circa Friday Football Invitational. Paul Stone, the college football handicapping specialist on in the previous segment. Dan Saley, another college football handicapping specialist on now. Paul Stone is 30-24-1. In the contest, Dan Saley, a little bit behind that, 26, 27, and 2, 27 total points, 5 and 6 on your best bets. Been kind of a roller coaster ride for you this season, hasn't it? It has. Uh, not all of us are as smart as Paul Stone. He is the man. Uh, <laughs> but I, I seem to have one good week and then maybe a bad week. So since last week I went 4 and 1, I, I'm sure this week will be 0 and 5 or 1 no, and 4. No, Doug, we'll, come on. Don't we'll take see. that type of defeatist attitude well, into the know, weekend. It's tough. But last week, I do want to point out, I did go 21-4 and four on betting sides, which was a great day for me. I felt that was really good. All right. Somebody's going to rip you on Twitter for saying that tonight. Uh, this is so very true. Be prepared for that. All right. Um, We've got to enjoy the good time. We'll have them. <laughs> Dan Saley, uh, let's get some of your thoughts here from uh, Friday College Football. Rivalry week, some great games today, and uh, some bad beats, man. I, I tell you, I think – Without a doubt, uh, Utah State is in the bottom 10 for bad beats this season. And Brad Powers, a uh, Las Vegas handicapper, another guy who lives, eats, breathes college football, he was on Utah State in that game today. Let's look at Brad Powers' tweet because uh, Brad not having a good day with the meltdown by the Aggies late in this one. And Utah State trailed 27-23. Um, did you catch what happened after that? I believe there was a uh, – the pick six or before the pick six? Uh, before the pick six. All right, oh, here's Brad Powers' tweet. For those go. who missed it, with 90 seconds left, Utah State had the ball at the Boise State 11-yard line with a chance to win the game outright as a 17-point underdog. Okay, so at that point, it was 28-23. Um, to 23. Boise State up 28-23. Utah State's got the ball. Appears to be going in, catches 17 points. Uh, they don't score. They give up a 91-yard touchdown run and a pick six and lose the game 42-23 to 
That happened at the very end, and Brad Power said, no exaggeration, one of the worst sports betting beats of all time for him. A 19-point loss with a 17-point dog that was down five and seemed to be going in with a minute and a half to go. That's absolutely brutal. Probably pretty fresh in, in Brad's mind, so he's calling it the worst one. I'm sure he's probably had some other really horrendous <laughs> ones in the past. That's the kind of thing that that happens. That you, it's inexplicable. You just you can't ex, you can't explain it. The whole pitchy pitchy woo woo thing always happens. Oh, We're definitely going to see this uh, segment on bad beats on uh, SVP on Monday night. I I unfortunately I I was under the worst bad beat of all time, and that was that uh, Bahama Bowl game with Central Michigan. And SVP actually called it the worst bad beat ever. Uh, they were up like 40 in the fourth quarter and lost. So uh, I understand Bowl, exactly. Belk how Bowl, the yeah. classic Ohio State Northwestern game. I was on that as well. I was on those too. Yeah. I was not on the Bahamas Bowl though. So I was on I was, both of those. I so was lucky not to be on I that I feel one, the I pain. I understand it. I was on, My heart goes out. To I was on the under last week in Stanford Cal when Stanford kicked a 61-yard <laughs> field goal on the last play of the game to lose by seven and went over the total by a half point. How about the Jets plus three and a half last week and the Patriots have a walk-off 85-yard punt return to win? I was on that, of course. I was thinking my three and a half was good. All right, we're getting too negative here. But uh, how about the Baylor Bears today? You were catching 10. You were up in the fourth quarter. The whole game. They were covering the entire game. 27-23 up early in the fourth quarter. Ended up losing the game 38-27. to Yeah, that was lovely today. Really lovely. And they missed a field goal. Uh, we could go on and on about things they should have done. Uh, Mike McCarthy yesterday, he's the king of, of allowing backdoor covers. I don't know who else, who all had the Cowboys. Luckily, I wasn't on that uh, personally, but uh, just inexplicably watching that in the first quarter when uh, he called the fourth and two, he called that atrocious run play at his own 40. <laughs> I, I, you know, I love analytics, but since everyone started talking about them, it's become the popular thing to do. And all these coaches who never did stuff like that before are now doing it, but they're applying it incorrectly. Right, right. Uh, it just drives me nuts. I, I feel for the Cowboys because they have a pretty good team. But I'm sorry, you're not going to ever go to the Super Bowl with a dum-dum like that as your coach. It's just not going to happen. But uh, bad beats are part of sports betting. That's why your Twitter handle is Bad Beat Bros. That's right. Dan Saley with That's us right. now College Football handicapping specialist, and uh, Dan, let's talk about one of the biggest games. I'm not going to say it's the biggest, but uh, you could argue it is. Michigan-Ohio State. I think both these teams have been a little bit overrated this season, and uh, some might argue with that. But uh, I, I think Michigan and Ohio State are both overrated in the big picture, but they're both 11-0. And uh, they, they go to Columbus tomorrow with uh, Ohio State an eight or eight-and-a-half-point favorite, total of 55-and-a-half to 56 whether you're looking at DraftKings or Circus Sports. Uh, last year, the Wolverines physically beat up the Buckeyes at the line of scrimmage. The offensive line just overpowered Ohio State in that game. Probably not going to be the same case here. And the Michigan running back situation really clouds the handicapping picture, Dan. You know, I think you're right. I don't think there's any true dominant team in college football this year. I think you have that upper tier, but I don't think they're that far away from the teams below them. And uh, Ohio State and Michigan are right there with Georgia mm-hmm. and what used to be Tennessee uh, right. before they uh, got killed. Uh, one, one of the things I was looking at is Ohio State, they played two ranked teams this year. That was a Notre Dame and Penn State, and they're 0-2 against the spread against them. So mm-hmm. 
I also think about how Michigan wrecked Penn State, the same team, 41-17. Ohio State only won 44-31. I, I, I know there was a home and away situation well, there. The Buckeyes had a bunch of but there was a, points in the fourth quarter. A stark they had, difference, though. Buckeyes trailed that game 21-16 yeah. early in the fourth quarter. At a Penn stark State. difference if you watch the game on how they played. Right. I think Michigan, uh, they've got the better defense. Their opponents are gaining, on average, 108 yards less than they typically do. For Ohio State, it's only 76 yards less than the average. I think both of them, they struggled to put away the teams last week. Maybe there's a little bit of look-ahead pressure. Uh, it is also hard not to recall last year's game, which you mentioned. I, I thought that was a pretty decent beatdown of Ohio State. Mm -hmm. And this year, I think there's more pressure on Ohio State to win this game. You've got the Big Ten title on the line. You've got the playoff on the line. You've got revenge from last year. But I also think losing, first of all, at home and losing twice in a row to Michigan, I think this would signal a whole shift in the entire Big Ten that it's not just considered Ohio State plus the rest of the teams, as in Ohio State's the only team you think of as a national contender to, to win a championship. I think that that could be a big thing for the conference if Michigan can pull it off. So I, I just think there's more pressure on Ohio State. The Michigan defensive line, I think they're really good. I think they're going to get pressure on Stroud. The key, of course, is the health of the Michigan running backs. They need Quorum to be there. But a lot of people are talking about this. I, I would still say they still have some great backs. They've, they've got a freshman, C.J. Stokes. It's not like the rest of the running back room are transfers from UMass. Okay, so they, they can still play. Yeah. I do think Ohio State is going to win a close game, but eight and a half points is too many. That's why I went with uh, Michigan plus eight and a half. All right, I'm with you on the Wolverines, so let's hope we get to the window and cast that one. Shout out to Ryan Hyatt of Lubbock, Texas, host the radio show down there. He's a, a VSIN guest and contributor occasionally, and uh, Ryan's listening to the show as he drives across the Texas Plains tonight, probably waiting for a big storm to hit, by the way. You were just down in Texas. I saw there was going to be a, a big rainstorm that's going to hit, bring a bunch of snow to elevation uh, areas of elevation in the southwest. What areas of elevation? Well, like New Mexico Texas? and the mountains oh, okay. down there. Yeah, the Texas to be is specific. Pretty, pretty flat. There's going to be a ton of rain, though, headed to uh, Texas here. And there was some question about whether the that um, storm system was going to make it up to Ohio for the weekend. Doesn't look like that's going to be the case uh, for the Michigan-Ohio State game. Uh, another one of your plays in the contest, Texas Tech plus two. Uh, so, uh, you know, we got running out of time here in this segment. we got plenty of time to break down that game later. But we're going to hear about why you like Texas Tech. We're also going to get your breakdown on the Kansas State game because that was a best bet for Paul Stone. That's a play you like as well. And uh, Dan Saley, we're also going to talk Notre Dame-USC. I said oh, yeah. Michigan-Ohio State, one of the biggest games. It's obviously the biggest game, the highest stakes. I'm more looking forward to Notre Dame-USC tomorrow night. I, I kind of agree with you there. I think that's going to be a barn burner. And I, I'm actually, I wonder if we're on the same side on this one. I, maybe I'll save it until we get there. All right, we'll find out soon. That's a tease. Stay tuned. Dan Saley's going to stick around. And uh, we've got more college football breakdowns here on the Circa Friday Football Invitational Show. Saturday, Bet Prep. Back here in a couple minutes on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm back. All right, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. 
You want to know where the money and bets are moving in every game? The Betting Splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets, where the money doesn't match the public opinion, or you can follow Josh Applebaum to get all that information as well. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting Splits, another way VSIN here to make you a smarter, better year-round. VSIN.com. Check it out. All right, back with Dan Saley, college football handicapper and uh, professional sports better at Bad Beat Bros. Dan, you narrowly missed out on some big parlay tickets last week. And I know you put those in kind of for inter- entertainment purposes, 10, 15-team parlays uh, that you missed by one game, which would have been six-figure payouts last week. Thank you for bringing that up and reminding me. Still crying. I think you, you missed out on about, what, three, uh, 300-some thousand dollars well, just because of be two, told, two close losses, correct? If the UCLA game wasn't two and a half on the card, if it was three or, you know, if they had covered. And if uh, UConn hadn't given up a uh, blocked punt touchdown in the first quarter and then had two touchdowns calls reversed in the first quarter right. and they would have covered, I would have won basically 400000 on the cards. Well, they would have been... In a position to win, I would have hedged the last game, which would have been Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. I would have taken home roughly two hundred grand, which would have been nice, right? Would have been sure. nice. Yes, I think. Yeah. Uh, but those are the breaks. Sometimes this actually happens to me every year. I'll I'll miss out on a, on a twelve teamer, which would have paid you know 100, 150, 200 grand. It just happens. Oh, well, a couple of years ago, you had a big score. I did. I, I did that. hit. Yeah. I, I did hit one, which was really nice. All right, let's break down some more games here. I'm going to start with uh, Texas Tech. We teased to it. So why do you like the Red Raiders as two-point dogs in Lubbock? Well, you know, I love what Texas Tech has done this year. Coach McGuire, he's shown that he's building a team that can more than just compete in the Big 12. Think about it. They beat Texas this year. They beat West Virginia. They beat uh, Iowa State. They beat Kansas. Mm -hmm. Uh, They played tough against TCU and Kansas State. And they're they're a, a tough team to play. They definitely have the better defense. You know, Oklahoma, of course, does have a better offense with Dylan Gabriel. But Texas Tech has played the tougher schedule. They're plus 56 yards per game. Oklahoma's only plus 17 yards per game against opponents. Last week is interesting. Ohio, uh, Oklahoma, they, they gained all of their points and yards in the first quarter. Their defense ended up being on the field for more than 100 plays. I think that's very important for this week. And the other thing that was interesting is Oklahoma was one for 14 on third down last week. Mm-hmm. That is not good. I am sorry. That is not a recipe for success against a stingy and tough Texas Tech defense. The added bonus for, for me this week is this is the week after Bedlam. And you know how much Oklahoma and Oklahoma State get up for that Bedlam game. So Texas Tech is just sitting there as a, uh, as a home dog? Are you kidding me? Texas Tech wins outright. Outright. Love it. All right, that's one of your plays in the contest. Texas Tech plus two. Uh, we talked about Michigan plus eight and a half a play for you. Uh, let's keep in the Big 12. Kansas State laying 11 and a half against Kansas. Why do you like the Wildcats? And I've liked this team all season. Uh, Wildcats have had a, a, a really nice season. That's right. Uh, first of all, Kansas Jayhawks, they just haven't been the same team since the quarterback Jalen Daniels went down with injury. Mm-hmm. They've been one in, they went one and five since then. The last two games, they really weren't even competitive. They got drilled by Texas Tech and Texas. Uh, they're already bowl eligible. They had a great season. I mean, we're all happy for Kansas. It's fantastic. So they've got all that behind them. It's great. They've done it. 
And now they're playing a Kansas State team that needs to win to go to the Big 12 title. They've beaten Kansas 13 straight years. It's usually not a competitive game. And Kansas State also, they have not lost focus. I think they're capable of rolling here. Uh, it feels like betters are still giving Kansas credit for the first half of the season. I thought the line should have been minus 14 for Kansas State. And when it opened at 13, I bet it. And I, to my shock, it went down, actually. It went the other way. Mm-hmm. I still feel good about it. I, I, don't, I think Kansas is just very happy to do what they've done. And Kansas State, who's shown the ability to, to roll up and down the field with speed and craziness, right? If you watch their games, it's just amazing. Uh, I think they're going to they're gonna do that this time again. Okay. K-State minus 11.5 against what was America's team at one point, the Kansas Jayhawks. But things have cooled off for Lance Leipold and that team. Um, all right, let's go to the Pac-12. This is not one of your plays. Notre Dame-USC game. And uh, you and I like the same side here. And uh, Mark Lawrence was on the show previously tonight, and he said Notre Dame was his sixth play. Just didn't quite make the cut for him in the contest. That was the same for me. Uh, you like the Irish catching the points. You bet the circuit openers every week. I think you took – did you say you took six with Notre Dame? Um, actually, no, I, I didn't take it yet. Okay. Uh, I do, was, it might have been Paul Stone yeah. said he took six with the Irish. The, okay. the smart guys like Mark Lawrence and Paul Stone, I'm sure they took it. I'm a little slow on the uptick sometimes. Uh, I Actually, that's just one of those games I wanted to think about a lot, a lot longer. And so I, I haven't bet it yet. I, I'm still kind of judging which number uh, I think is going to be the best. The thing about Notre Dame, what I find interesting is – is how they forced Clemson to play a certain way. And actually, they did the same thing to Ohio State in the first game, how they forced them to play. And they did it to North Carolina, another high-flying offense at the time. And they, they changed the way that they, that they play their offense. And since I think of USC's offense kind of in, in those terms, it makes me wonder if Notre Dame can do that to them. I also think about USC's problems when they uh, faced... Uh, was it Oregon State or Washington State? I, 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 one of USC, those defenses. That was at Oregon State. Or at Oregon State. And Oregon State, again, kind of dictated the way they played and really slowed them down. I think Notre Dame can, although I, I don't know if the status of, is it Cam Hart, the D-back for Notre Dame? I, I'm not sure if he's going to play. I think they need him. I think they need all their secondary to deal with uh, USC's high-flying offense. Yeah. But if they can dictate how they play, and if Notre Dame can just maul them with their offensive line, which has been fantastic, if they can just run the ball, make that game uh, you know, under 20 or 24-point 20, game, Notre Dame covers, maybe even wins. And I don't think they'll be intimidated going down to Southern California. And this is a great tradition. Every year we have, we have this great game. Um, I think Notre Dame is live to actually win. I am worried because Caleb Williams is uh, – well, I mean, he's got that cape that he puts on like he did last week. He's a Superman. If he does that again, obviously, I don't know if Notre Dame can handle that. They're not going to be able to keep pace scoring. But if Notre Dame can dictate how the game is played, then I think they've got a great shot. So I certainly don't want to get plus three. Or is it down to three, three and a half? It's, no, it's, it's four gotten and a crazy. Half. Is it four? four and a half. I would rather have, you know, six personally. I might in-game it. I might bet it beforehand. But uh, I do think Notre Dame might be the best, best side on this. 
Yeah, last week uh, it was interesting because that USC-UCLA game was so great. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the UCLA quarterback, turned it over four times. Very disappointing. He had not played like that this season. But I had UCLA as a bet in pocket plus three and a half. In this contest, we had to take two and a half. Yes. And it lands on three. So we got stuck with a loss with the Bruins. That's right. That's right. I had plus four <laughs> as the opening number, which cashed. But you're right. I, I ended up taking the two and a half in the contest, and that's you know, that was my one loss last week. Dan, we got two more games to get to. Thanks for hanging around tonight. Sure. Appreciate it. And um, I'm going to start with Duke plus three and a half. We got two minutes to go. Why do you like Duke catching a field goal on the hook? Well, I had Duke wrong all preseason. I even bet them under three wins. And all Duke did in response is tell us all where to stick the season win, win total. And they reeled off seven victories. Last week, though, that showed exactly what you need to know about Duke is when they went on the road to to Pitt. Duke's already bowl eligible. They already had a winning season with seven victories. They went on the road to play a good defense, and they only lost by two, 26-28. Duke is plus 20 yards per game in ACC play. Wake is only plus nine yards per game. Duke is also 5-0 and against the spread at home this year. Duke's going to play hard, and Wake actually hasn't really beaten that many good teams. Same thing with Duke. I mean, they, they tend to beat up on lesser competition. I think Duke keeps this close. All right, we've got a best bet for you. I'm going to have you hang around to do that in the uh, lead off the next segment. We get to my best bets as well to wrap up this hour. One more look at the standings here in the Circuit Friday Football Invitational. Doug Kazarian on top, ESPN sports betting analyst. Also from the Daily Wager Show, he's going to join us tonight to kick off the final hour. Doug, 34-20-1. And he won, he won uh, William Hill part of the contest. That was fantastic. He did. He had two did entries in the top ten. I know you were in that contest as well. Uh, we're going to talk to Doug about that great in the job, final Doug. hour tonight. Dan, you've got to avoid elimination here. You're 26, 27, and 2, 27 points. you got a two-point cushion. Chris Zanuck is uh, at 26 points. Brian Edwards at 25. So whoever's in the last after this week, we've already cut three, is going to be cut heading into uh, week 13. This is week 12 of the NFL schedule. So far, Mike North, Steve Fezzik, and Aaron Renning have fallen by the wayside in the 16 handicapper field. Back here in a couple minutes with uh, Dan Saley and his best bet for this week. It's a college football game. It's a double-digit dog. Come back here. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. 
And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, soccer fans, hook up with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. With the World Cup in full swing, now's the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log on to Bet Rivers every single match day and get a free $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. Betrivers.com. To check out the sports book. All right, back here with uh, college football handicapper Dan Saley, professional sports better. Dan, let's get to your best bet. I know that you did not want to overhype this play, but there's a reason you liked Coastal Carolina on the rotation number 175 as a 14-point dog at James Madison. That's right. Uh, Coastal Carolina is being disrespected. Uh, they won the Sun Belt back in 2020. Last year, they missed the championship game by one game only. This year, they're going to the title game, and they're a two-touchdown dog tomorrow. They had a bye last week because they had that game scheduled with Virginia, and that game was canceled. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's a positive. Coach uh, Jamie Chadwell, he's 9-2-1 and one against the spread as a road dog. And, and JMU, they can't actually play in the title game due to a rule because they're new to the conference. And uh, James Madison always starts slow. If you ever watch their games, and, and, and they've been fun and they've been profitable, but they do tend to start slow. Whereas on the road, I feel like Coastal Carolina tends to start fast. Now, obviously, there's a major injury concern because uh, McCall is not going to be playing. But I still think 14 points is, is a bit too much. You're going to tell me that JMU is going to win by three scores to cover that. Uh, I'm not telling you that. Well, I, I, think, uh, I think plus 14 is, is pretty good. Actually, at DraftKings right now, if this were a DraftKings contest, not Cirque, you'd be catching 14 and a half. Wow. On the underdog. Like that half. At circa 14 is the number. Chanticleers against the Dukes. And that game is uh, that game kicks off early tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Pacific time. So get up early for Dan Saley's best bet, Coastal Carolina plus 14. 
Which game just missed your card? Was it Oregon State plus three? I do like Oregon State plus three. Matter of fact, I think it's because it was down to three and not three and a half at, at some other books mm-hmm. that kind of swayed me. Um, I think Oregon State is a live dog. You know, Oregon played that great game against Utah last week and deservedly won the game, I would say. Utah did not play well enough on the road. Uh, and I think there's a lot of emotion there. You've got all this going on about uh, whether or not they're going to go to the Pac-12 title game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington still has to play Washington State in the Apple Cup. I actually think Washington State's a live dog in that game as well. But Oregon State is tough. They play really good defense, and I think their offense is a bit underrated. I think it might be a little difficult for Oregon to go in emotionally, and they're going to face a team that's ready to fight to the end. So I, 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 that will be a play that I will bet. Personally, I do like Oregon State. I would prefer the number to be plus four. That was my target number for that game. Uh, three and a half might be enough to take it. Well, that could be a pro tip, too, because, Dan, if you don't get your target number, don't settle for something less. You could always live bet the game and maybe get something better than your target number, right? You could. Be or patient. Could consider live betting it. opportunities. That's very true. Very true. Uh, I actually bet Oregon State a plus three and a half early in the week. So I'm on the, I'm on the Beavers as dogs in this game, and uh, I agree with you on that analysis. You said you also considered Notre Dame as a play? I did, but uh, as I recall, the number at Circa was less than elsewhere. Yeah. And uh, some, so for some reason, mentally, it's hard to get over that, over that hurdle sometimes when you're picking these games in the contest, when you see the line is different somewhere else, and you, that's the line that you want. And so you end up shifting towards another play that might have a line that's more conducive to, to winning. So, That's, that's actually a, a great topic for discussion. I think Chris Nook would be a great guy to talk with about that because you and I were talking about this yeah. at, the, uh, at a local bar a week or two ago, and I said one thing that I've learned in contests over the years, especially in college football, go with your best plays. Don't get scared off by the line. Don't get too number sensitive and just stick with your best bets, and you're probably going to do better. The number's not necessarily as tight in college football. Having said that, Dan, we both got burned by taking UCLA plus three and a half. I was just or going plus to two say, and a half a week ago. I was just we going to say, number. I was yeah. trying to follow your advice, which was great advice, and I actually did that on that UCLA. No, I did like, too. I really like UCLA, yeah. and I'll take them. I got burned by that but, as well. Uh, it's still good advice, and it's just mentally, <laughs> it's sometimes hard to get over those types of hurdles because you're used to trying to get the best number possible. And in the NFL contest, you get especially number sensitive sometimes because those numbers are so tight. I agree. It's definitely much tighter in the NFL than college. Let's take a look at Mike Palm's plays this week. Palm's picks. He could not make it for the show tonight. He did a three-hour show previous to this one with uh, Wes Reynolds, and uh, he had some meetings. But uh, here's what Mike Palm was playing this week. It's been a wild ride with Mike Palm throughout this contest. He was the hottest handicapper in the field at one point, I'm going to say 25-9-1, and one, and uh, right now he's 30-23-2. and two. But he bounced back. He had a strong week a week ago. And Mike is 7-4 and four on his best bets, 31 total points, so he'd be up there on the top half of the leaderboard. Mike is playing South Carolina. Interesting. Plus 14 against Clemson. That's very interesting. You're trying to ride that, but after that emotional win, are they going to do it again with Clemson? After they dropped a 63-point bomb on Tennessee a week ago? That's brave to take that. That's brave to take LSU as well. He's laying nine and a half with LSU at Texas A&M. That game doesn't even matter to LSU. They're going to the conference title game. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I want to be involved in, in a type of game like that. Okay, you're really uh, kind of... Sorry, Mike. Down, you're really uh, 
negative about Mike's first the man. Two picks. I just those first huh? two picks are. I, I just wonder why he went with those. Uh, there's a component there, an emotional and a situational mm-hmm. component, that would give me pause to bet them. Okay. Follow him on Twitter at Mike Palm Circa, the VP of Operations here at the Circa Resort and Casino. Mike Palm's first two picks. South Carolina plus 14, LSU minus 9.5. Dan Saley does not endorse those. Right. <laughs> but Mike is the huh? man, so don't don't bury him like that. Falcons, commanders over 40.5. And, um, and also Bengals minus 2.5. Two, two more Mike Palm plays. The over in uh, the commanders game and the Bengals laying 2.5. And, and the best bet for Mike Palm, he's the opposite us in this one. He's laying USC and 4.5. And, and I'll say this. Mike sometimes makes plays against his favorite teams, and he is a Notre Dame graduate. Okay. So he's playing USC minus four and a half against the Irish. Uh, Let's get to uh, my best bets. And, Dan, Notre Dame almost made the cut for me here. This was the sixth game on my list, and uh, the Irish, I I had a problem too. They opened the week as six-point underdogs. It was down to four and a half today at Circa. It was very tight. Tough decision-making process. Uh, the last team I dropped off the list, Notre Dame, plus four and a half. I am playing Indiana, plus ten and a half tomorrow morning. I like the it. The Hoosiers have a chance to play the spoiler role here with Iowa losing today to Nebraska. Purdue wins, and it's in the Big Ten championship game as the winner of the Big Ten West. But remember and, uh, our rule? What's that? When Purdue's a favorite, you don't bet them. Actually, I've, I've said it many times. People right. are probably getting tired of hearing me saying They're it, a great but dog, it's, it's not paid a great off. Favorite. It's been profitable advice. Jeff right. Brom, dangerous as a dog. Yeah. Dead money is a favorite, fragile favorite. It's and, very uh, true. These trends have held for a long time now. And Indiana, off a, a big performance a week ago, an upset at Michigan State. So the Hoosiers are, are still fighting. They the have bucket. not given up. The battle for the bucket. Old Oak right? and Bucket, and you know the Hoosiers are going to show up, and they got a chance to play the spoiler and knock Purdue out of the Big Ten championship game. So Indiana Matt, plus 10.5 I think is a good play. Matt, we, we, we know you're on Michigan, but again with the Packers. Why, you're always betting the Packers this year. Why won't you leave them alone? Uh, I'm not always betting the Packers. You've been on the Packers all year. I keep telling you, they're not a good team this year. I had year. them a couple weeks ago against the Cowboys. What do you have to say about that? The, the sun shines <laughs> on a dog every <laughs> once in a while as well. Quit with the Packers stuff. They're going to go play the Eagles? Uh, why? Why get in front of that? Dude, this is a tough NFL card. It I is. Actually, the market's been moving in the Packers' direction. There's sharp money. It always up on does, the Packers. and what happens? Hey, here's the thing with the Eagles. Oh, it's a little bit of an Eagles fade, too, because I've talked yeah. about teams. You've got to try to read teams, Yeah. and there are peaks and valleys in an NFL season. The Eagles are in a valley right now. Okay. They peaked early in the season. You can kind of see defenses catching up to what the Eagles are doing. They're slowing down that offense. We saw it a week ago. They were lucky to escape with the win at Indianapolis. What about Green Bay versus East Coast? The New York Jets, New York Giants. It didn't work out. Now you're, you're playing Philly. I'm taking, right there on the East Coast. taking six and a half points. Good luck to you, Mike. I know. Man. I'll Good need luck. luck. I'll need luck to get there with, uh, I think, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have one more. He's got a broken thumb. Yeah. <laughs> they got one more He's got game. a broken thumb. All right. right. So if you like the Eagles so much, why are they not on your list as a top five play? I, I do college stuff. I'm not the, you know, I'm not going to put that many NFL games on my card. Well, it sounds like you're going to make a big bet on the Eagles. I I may have them in a teaser okay. or two. A teaser? Well, you know. A teaser. Okay. I might, you know. <laughs> I do have them in a teaser. A very good big teaser. Anyway, Indiana plus 10.5, Michigan plus 8.5, Packers plus 6.5, uh, laying 2.5 with the Colts on Monday night. Tell you what, this Jeff Saturday. He can coach, Dan. 
I, you had the Steelers a couple of weeks ago. I they did. won for you. Yeah, that's right. I did uh, not bet the Steelers a week ago. They why, lost. Why are you on? Uh, I've had a good Colts. read on the Steelers team, okay? I know, but why not the Steelers this week? Because I like the Colts this week. It's a better spot for the Colts. And uh, since Matt Ryan's been back in, I think Jeff Saturday's going to re-energize this team. Uh, we'll get to my best bet in the second hour, but it's a Big Ten and it's a, a favorite. Game. And it's a short home favorite in the Big Ten. Circa Friday football invitational plays up next in the final hour. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 